0: Welcome. Hello. This is episode 129 of The Survivor's Guide to Life podcast and I'm here with Dr. Peter Bernstein, Peter. And the last couple of weeks we have been sharing some of the parts that we've really appreciated from Patty Davis's book Floating in the Deep End: How Caregivers Can See Beyond Alzheimer's. And we've mentioned uh, over and over what a gifted writer Patty is and how she has taken her experience uh, in caring for her father, Ronald Reagan, during the last years of his life uh, with Alzheimer's, and turned it into a very genuine, authentic account, uh, both clinically in ways and personally, of what it was like to care for him. Uh, This week, we came across another uh, really excellent piece of writing, and this time by a doctor of palliative medicine, Dr. Sunita Puri. And she is also uh, quite an expert, a personal, genuine, also clinical expert in end of life issues. Mm-hmm. Palliative care is a branch of medicine that cares for people for whom there really is no cure for what, uh, for what is happening with them. Yeah. And the goal instead of cure is to help make people comfortable and uh, be able to live the time that they have left in the very best way possible
1: well you know we've been very intimately involved in in this type of medicine and approach and on a personal level we certainly uh were involved with my wife for quite a long time and think i was very grateful for the long goodbye but we learned a lot about making her more comfortable um, being there for her and it's I'll, i gotta be honest with you i mean it's something that stays with me every day I miss her every day, but I don't regret all that we did for her. I would have done more. But it was because of what we were learning all along the way. We've had so many conversations with our staff and with caregivers since then. Um, and we, it's not just what we've learned, it's what we've come away with. Not just the grief and the loss, but also the um, resilience and the gratitude and appreciation and wisdom that came out of that too. One of the things that really strikes me about all these things that we're reading and you're seeing them in the editorial page of the wall street journal of the New York times, almost every day, there's remarkably good articles on the effects of this last two years, especially the COVID crisis and what it has brought out in people. Now, um, we feel that it's uh, the, the COVID crisis itself is diminishing. The after effects in many ways aren't. There are many, many people that are reeling from the stress and the stress of what's happened, whether they were directly involved or not. It affected everybody. Now, you know what I find really interesting when you go through this and helping others and being touched by what other people's going through? It makes us look at ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: one of those parts of life that everybody certainly in our culture, tries to avoid. We don't want to look at mortality. We don't want to look at the end-of-life issues. We don't want to even admit to ourselves that it's a core of existence. Uh, well, this last two years and so has been an incredible wake-up call to s- millions. Just in the United States, we've lost 930,000 people to COVID-19 in the last two years. Those are the people that passed away and died um and that doesn't take into account all the loved ones and family members that were impacted by all of this too and it's you know we um, in our work we're very involved with helping people cope and deal with the the stresses and the grief and the loss um of of facing these difficult things in life that no one wanted to face well on a grand scale Everybody's been forced to face it. Mm-hmm. What we're also seeing is uh, there's been different reactions. Um, and what's her name? Per- Dr. Purry. She speaks about it. And she's speaking about it as, I want to say as a professional, but I think she's standing. She um, really goes beyond She
0: has compassion and empathy for her she patients. Does. She does. And gets- I've read
1: some of her um, work. It's really good. But you know what? I was one of the people she's talking about. I was there. Mm-hmm. I went through it with my wife. And um, even when Patty Davis talks about it, some of the things he talk about, they, weren't, they didn't go through directly. They were part of it. I went through it directly. So a lot of the things that they're talking about, I know intimately and the changes that it puts people through uh, and what it can do. I've also seen reactions out of people that are different from mine. And one of the things about my life is when I read about people that have given themselves choices to... Either face things and go through it or run away. Um, I'm not one of those people. That's the interesting thing. When I hear about, well, our basic instincts are to run away, I go, maybe yours were, but I don't have, that's not my instinct. My instinct is if there's something that I'm going to face and deal with or helping someone with it, I'm right there. Now, the after effects can be brutal for me, especially, definitely. But I'll tell you what, I'm not one of the people that even considers running away. And yet, all the articles, and we've seen it with also on a personal level with other folks, they run away, or they want to run away. We've seen that that is such a
0: Whoa. loss. May I read something? Yeah, go ahead. Um, she writes, it is natural and perhaps instinctive...
1: I don't agree with that. We that.
0: don't agree. To want to look away from mortality... To deny its existence or banish it to a shadow world. Mm. But before us is an opportunity to examine rather than bury the loss and grief around us even if especially if it is not our own."
1: Well she's a great writer and she's a terrific woman. There's an issue that right there that I am not in agreement with. I don't think it's instinctual. I think it's learned because um, well, you're saying people have to give themselves a choice, and I've seen it so many times.
0: Mm-hmm. I think she does point out, though, that taking that choice, uh, you'll have regrets.
1: More than regrets, losses. What I find is when we do get involved and we face this, we're not only dealing with the person in pain or discomfort or moving into the moving to the end of their life, it makes us face our own pain. And one of the things we, re- we realize professionals or not is we're just as human as everybody else their pain and our pain is the same and once we come to that place of acceptance of humanity there is a certain real genuine uh, authentic compassion that comes and comes through and it's almost it's a deeper sense of love for a fellow man
0: she brings up the word witnessing
1: Witnessing, as you know,
0: it was a term that she used that I liked it. Where she's talking about, let me see if I can find that. She says that uh, bearing witness is essential to everything I do in palliative care. I try to make visible to my patients and colleagues what is hard but necessary to see. Witnessing requires seeing another's pain as no different from our own.
1: Brilliant, brilliantly human, really eloquent. And what I think is so good about it is it's a statement for so many people that do run away and do have that inclination and do give themselves that choice. This is something that's really such a powerful statement to help people come back and realize they've lost something a lot. And for those folks that have been through it, they feel the pain, they feel the grief, they feel the loss. I can speak for myself and many others that I know. But I can tell you what, there is so much good that comes out of this that you can't get any other way. There's no way to get that strength, that resilience, that deeper understanding and purpose of life unless you face this stuff and go through it, particularly with those that are suffering and in pain. I I am such a strong proponent of this. Um, I love these articles because they're coming out so, so strongly and there's so many of them. One of the things that we find is the after effects of this pandemic aren't all wonderful. Um, I've never seen so much anger before and so much adversity going on.
0: Some real conflict and real contentiousness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And as much as in my life I've discovered so much love and so much caring, I also am aware of there's a lot of the other going on. And it's, it really does stem from a lot of the stress and distress of the last two, two and a half years.
0: One of the ways it's coming out. No question about it. People have felt so out of control yeah. and have lost so much, and in the response has been anger.
1: And you know what? That's a sign, many times, of people who are burned out. And Jenny was saying, well, how are we gonna incorporate all these things that we've read because there's other papers <laughs> there's on other burnout? There's other good things Here too. There it is. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing is a lot of people have reached such a level of stress Their bodies are breaking down. We've seen that. Their health is breaking down. Um, We're seeing that they're exhausted, they're tired, they're angry, they're irritable. They're quitting their jobs in the millions. This Mm -hmm. is not an exaggeration. Um, They didn't know how to take care of themselves. They didn't realize that there was such an important part of this whole thing. And when you're dealing with such an intensity of sickness, and it is so easy put yourself aside mm-hmm. because you're dealing with something so much more intense and so much more demanding well i can understand it but yet we've learned how self-care is so important i know that i think that i read in not this paper another one that they didn't think self-care was as, that important I again i disagree wow. it is crucial yeah and it's there are new ways that you've got to be able to cope and you've got to find your resilience again can you come back from being burned out? And the answer is yes. In fact, we've developed programs in our nonprofit for folks that have gone through it to, re- to help them recover or prevent burnout. But usually they lose their love of work. They become bitter. They can't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. They've lost their appetites. They get headaches. They get stomach aches, They're physically break down. I'll be honest with you. I've gone through many of those things. In fact, the last eleven months of a, probably a six-year siege of my wife's sickness, I lost all my hair. It's coming back some of it, and I lost sixteen pounds. And other things happened too. I'll tell you how much I paid attention to it. I could didn't have the time. I didn't sleep. I'll bet you for uh, really sleep for six years, because I was such. I was on hyper alert all the time, paying attention if she would have needed something or not. It's a very common reaction to people who are invested in helping and giving and are burned out. I didn't know I was burned out because I can keep keep rolling. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you the after effects... Are, are rough.
0: Yeah, the cost to your physical health. Yeah, was really, right. It was mounting. I could see it. You had, I remember one night we were working and I looked over at you and your face was almost visibly puffing up from some kind of reaction. Oh, when I blew up from the... <sighs> you could hardly see out of one eye. I,
1: that's right. I had an automatic it reaction. It was
0: dramatic, yeah.
1: And my face blew up, my eyes closed. It was a mess. I was a mess. And yet I got through it. And I frankly just had to find a way to cope because... I had a team of people working with me. I had my wife's needs. We had our work. That it certainly Mm -hmm. didn't get any less during that. No, we needed to keep going. We were busy, Mm -hmm. and we're still. I mean, we had our hands full. No matter what, we weren't one of the places that went away and closed down. Mm -hmm. We were essential workers on the front lines. While all of us are dealing with personal burdens as well, so all these things are personal to us. They mean a lot. We've also come away with it with a new passion and a new conviction of how important it is to help people deal with us. Our nonprofit has changed a lot, and we're developing programs. We opened a gym um, across the street. Colleen, who was one of our care workers and very involved volunteer, she always had a desire to put a program together for people who are older people, people who are burned out, stressed people, stroke victims, right across the street, and she's doing a marvelous job. That came out of... Mm-hmm what we saw people Mm -hmm. needed to do yeah yeah And and we're
0: not the only ones that was the other article we saw this week uh which is another thing that people don't all really know about and it was from the new york times and the headline is your body knows you're burned out uh, the physical effects of stress. Yeah. Just exactly what you're talking about. People are getting a little more aware of what, how this all works.
1: Well, you know, we've, we've learned it because we helped a lot of nurses and people on the front lines, professionals, caregivers. And one of the things that we have, we did learn was that physic, that mental stress and that emotional stress does go physical, Mm -hmm. and it throws the tuning in the nervous system off, you're constantly producing too much cortisol, epinephrine, uh, adrenaline, all of those things, and it's pumping all the time, which it's not supposed to do. Eventually, your body begins to break down physically, and we have seen it on epidemic proportions. That's how important this is. Why these articles are so crucial now for people to wake up and realize they can recover and they have to learn from what they've been through so they can cope better for for the rest of their lives. I think that there are so many good lessons that are coming out of this very, very traumatic and difficult time for all of us. Mm -hmm. We've all matured, we've all changed. Uh, Many of us have have realized we didn't have a purpose in life, we lost that sense of it, now it's a time to discover your purpose for others that have had it and have a sense of purpose. It's richer, it's deeper, it's more fulfilling, And we become more human. And I used to really, uh, I think there was a time in my life, my ego about being a doctor and yada, yada, yada. You know what came out of this? I didn't want people to call me doctor. I didn't even want them to relate to me that way because I was just as human as anybody else. And I wanted them comfortable with me. I didn't want them put off by my position or anything. And I know now that I was right. And there were so many times that... I had to be awakened to stripping away things that aren't important anymore. There's a, there's a philosophy that came out of the Middle Ages called Ars Moriendi, and it was some kind of Catholic, I don't know, it's yeah. the art of dying. And it's a study in learning about what's important at those times in life. And they talk about authenticity, genuineness, being real and loving, and the things that people waste so much time with that are so unimportant and yet the world is so filled with these distractions become useless it's a waste of time and in at this time of life in our identity, the sense of gratitude and authenticity and genuineness even during the difficult times becomes a matter of fulfillment and re-energizing now i know that's hard for people who don't do you, this
0: yes and you said that last night uh you were running a group and i agree with you completely um just the way you worded it though uh, caught my attention you were saying that when you have a chance to talk with someone and they are with you in a very genuine uh, truthful uh, way talking about what matters most in life that that is renewing and refreshing
1: it really is and there's an appreciation that comes out of that. Um, the other thing that I learned is when people are sick and dying, there is an an authenticity in their interactions that is so... I know it's through pain and difficulty, I'm not denying it. In some way, it's so renewing and restorative too. And after that, you don't want to waste your time with all the other garbage because you've learned the value of being genuine and authentic. And this is with in pain not avoiding it and for those folks that are avoiders and run away they never discover this they don't discover the strength and the renewing possibilities that can come with these journeys of pain and stress and difficulty and facing the most difficult probably one of the most difficult things in our lives and that is facing our own mortality and yet we all have to do that i really want to encourage people don't run away
0: yeah. Realize
1: that yes, that we, we've all been through rough times. Now's a time for all of us to come together, though. There are so much, there's so many different things. People are still so paranoid and afraid. Other people say we got to get on with our lives. I'm one of those. Um, and yet, I look around and I realize people, there's a level of distrust and ad- adversity from all of this that's not good. And we all need to step beyond it and pull together because we're all part of the same. It, it, it kind of makes, makes our world more personal and smaller and more connected. And I think that is so important. I've read, and I know all of you have too, of what's happening with Russia invading the uh, Ukraine. It's, I'll tell you what. I have seen more people praying for the Ukrainians and what they're going through in such a compassionate way. And they are so angry at the monster that Putin is. And, but their compassion comes out more than anything about what these people are going through, mm-hmm. the terror and the fear that they're living with. I'll tell you, I've never seen it like this before, where you just hear people, they really do care, mm-hmm. and they're not running away. In fact, they don't want anybody to run away. They want this thing to be overcome. They want pe- these people to pull through safely, mm-hmm. and they want the ex- extraction of this dictatorship that's killing people it's a it's a terrible time but yet the empathy that i'm seeing
0: mm-hmm.
1: is really good i think it's coming through because of what everybody's gone through in the I last couple of sure. years
0: we are we are almost out of time and i just want to give you a chance to have a thought that you'd like people to leave, leave people with today how would you like them what would you like them to take away from the really important things we've talked about i
1: i think the bottom line here to me is being loving and i mean that in the truest way being more authentic and genuine and appreciative and don't waste your time on the worldly things that are so distractive and they don't do much for us Although a little self care distraction is nice, I will say that. Oh, right?
0: yeah, no, that's that's. As Jenny right.
1: says um, about me, uh, <laughs> the things I like, uh,
0: you can ride them, you can drive them. Right, know? and they gotta, and have they gotta c- go fast. <laughs> they gotta go fast, that's right. And I just got
1: a new competitive horse. Yes, so I need that, but I'll be honest with you, I couldn't make my whole life that. But I do need some, we all need some of those things. But honestly, to waste our time on the BS of life, no, and, st- and to avoid what's really important, no way.
0: But to avoid that, or to avoid people.
1: Yeah, and realizing a love, not a distrust, from our f- for a fellow man. I see too much of that, and that's yeah. terrible. It is. That's unfortunate because you miss out on a- the goodness. That there's a lot of good people out there, mm-hmm. and when you begin to connect with them, you you have this mutual humanity mm-hmm. that carries over. I know so many people like that. I am grateful. I'm grateful and I, I encourage all of you. If you have distrust and you've got a, a, a barrier between you and your fellow man, work it out because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good out there too. Stay with the real. Don't waste your time with the stuff that's not. And live your life to the fullest as long as you can. And stay with it. We're with you all the way. Yeah. God bless you.
0: The Survivor's Guide to Life podcast is made possible by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, a 501c3 public charity, and they are at sctraumatreatment.org. Please consider donating and helping us stay on the air. We are the Survivor's Guide to Life.com on Facebook, Instagram, and we have our own YouTube channel. Uh, the podcast is, is all on those outlets, and Peter and I can be reached at 707-781-3335 or jenny at com. Stay well, be well, come back and join us again next time. Bye-bye.